General Baptist Ministries has been called by God to exist for the church. We aren't here so General Baptist can help us do ministry. We're here to help the church do ministry and to fulfill its commission by God to make disciples of all nations and preach the good news to every man, woman, boy, and girl. We partner with churches because we believe that we can do more together than any one person or church can do alone. I'm Dustin Thompson, Vice President for Regional Ministries, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Doing Together. Doing Together is about sharing the ways that General Baptist partner together so that your church can fulfill its calling. This week on the Doing Together podcast, we will be listening in on an interview with two church planners as they discuss church planning in today's cultural climate and the similarities and differences of planning in various cultures. Our episode will will be hosted by Pastor Vince Daniel, the Vice President for National Missions with General Baptist Ministries. Pastor Vince is also the lead pastor of Real Life Church in Mountain Home, Arkansas, a General Baptist church plant launched just over 10 years ago. His church has grown through various phases from portable to permanent, including preaching in a pawn shop, bus garage, horse barn, and their current church building. His guest is Pastor Justin Banks from Expedition Church in Canyon City, Colorado, or as they like to call it, Canyon. Justin launched last fall and is our newest General Baptist church planner. Justin is pastored in Colorado as well as in Kansas as one of the few leaders we have pastoring to Western United States subculture. Let's lean in and learn together as we eavesdrop on Pastor Vince and Pastor Justin. Hey, everybody, it's Pastor Vince here with General Baptist Ministries, and uh, I am the Vice President of National Missions for General Baptist. And today we're joined with Justin Banks, who is the lead pastor and founding pastor of Expedition Church in Canyon City, Colorado. Justin, so good to have you with us today on Doing Together. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm looking forward to the conversation and just getting to know everything better. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, but uh, Expedition kind of la- not kind of launched, but did launch back in the fall of 2022, and uh, things yep. have been going well there. You're seeing some growth, and, and we're going to get into that in just a second, but I want to give you just a second to kind of go ahead and introduce yourself and your family to our family here that's going to be listening to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so like Ben said, my name is Justin. I've got an amazing wife that I man, I don't deserve, uh, named Amber, uh, a son, Dutch, and my daughter, Scarlett. Dutch is 10, Scarlett is eight, and man, they are an absolute blast. Um, they're getting ready for spring sports and summer sports right now, and so Dutch is going to be on our local mountain biking team again, and Scarlett's looking forward to tennis, and so it's a, it's a busy season around here. Yeah, now I noticed back in the fall, I think, or, or over the winter, uh, both your kids wrestle, is that correct? <laughs> they do, yeah. Yeah, I think I uh, seen both... Scarlett throwing down this this last winter on some Facebook stuff. So. Scarlett was an animal this year. This was her first year doing wrestling tournaments. Yeah, and she just wrestles. Uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but wrestling is an expanding, growing sport. And so they just opened up girls wrestling teams at like a collegiate level. And so now there's all of this crazy rush to get girls into wrestling. And Dutch has been wrestling for. Uh, this was his fourth year, and so we're used to him doing great and, and winning tournaments, but Scarlett did it this year for the first time, and um, she loves going, and she's like I said, she wrestles the girls' division, and she actually took home uh, two first place and a second. Um, That's awesome. The only reason that she took home a second is because they misbracketed her and put her with the advanced girls, even though it was her rookie season. Oh, there you so go. she still took second, though. She's crushing it. Yeah, so Dutch better watch out then is what you're saying because she's going to come and you get know, 
she's going to get him soon. He's, he does amazing. He's got, I don't even know how many medals he has anymore. Um, but we kind of fell into it. I'm man. I'm not a, I was never a wrestler, but he came home with a little kid, wanted him to wrestle at school. And so we got into it from there and it's been really cool because yeah, I mean, they wrestle and we go do all that. But the, the cool thing that I've experienced uh, is a lot of the wrestling families that were there. Um, the families that go and hang out with their kids, they, they don't attend church. They don't go anywhere usually. And so it's been kind of like a cool thing for me is they don't have any expectations of me as a pastor. Yeah. And so that's really cool. I can kind of go there and be, but on top of that, we've, man, we've seen people come to know Christ through that. We've seen people that are leaning their lives against what God's doing and coming, coming into what he has. And we've some really cool ministry opportunities that we never would have got. Cause I kind of have like a, in the wrestling room, almost like a captive audience for like an hour and a half as I get to hang out with people and, and rub shoulders with them and kind of do life with them there. It's been pretty yeah. cool. I love the the way, and I think especially in church planning, it's true of any ministry, and especially any pastor or or anyone serving in a ministry position. God gives you opportunities no matter where you are. Yeah. I think when you're planting a church, and of course I know this from experience, and you know it from experience, that you, those those moments seem to be heightened. Um, that mm-hmm. man, this is outside my church walls, and I'm about to get to share Jesus on a bleacher somewhere or or out in a parking lot waiting in between matches yeah. or ball games or you know uh, whatever it ends up being. So I think that's fantastic. Love that your kids are are, are involved and of course I got to meet them at launch back in the fall and yeah. so really excited for your family and so glad to uh, for our family to get to meet them. Um, man walk us through this. A lot of our folks don't know where Canyon City, Colorado is. Um, of course, you know being in the Midwest and where we're at if, if they've never been out there, they think Colorado and they go Denver yeah. or they think Pikes Peak. Yep, yep. And uh, yep. so why don't you walk us through a little bit about where where Expedition is located and, and why you felt yeah. God leading you there? Yeah. So, yeah, most people think, you know, Denver, most people think Colorado Springs when they think of Colorado. Um, and we're not a terrible far away from there. We're about two hours kind of southwest from Denver, about 45 minutes or so southwest of Colorado Springs. Uh, We can actually see Pikes Peak from where we are, but we are in what is commonly kind of called the the U of Colorado. So most people know the front range of Colorado when they head west. So the front range is that that first mountain range you come to after leaving Kansas. Uh, You kind of keep coming west and you're going to hit this mountain range. That's what's called the front range. Now in Colorado, even though we're on that front range um, in Canyon, uh, most people in Colorado would consider the front range from north of Denver, like the Fort Collins area, down to Colorado Springs, and then it stops in their minds. We are in a rural area of Colorado, um, and we absolutely love it here. If you've ever heard of the Royal Gorge, if you've ever gone skiing in Colorado and gone to like Monarch, you come through Canyon City to get there. Uh, the Royal Gorge is kind of our version of the Grand Canyon. That's this amazing area that we've got. It's absolutely stunning. And so that's all a perk of why we're, of why we're here. Right. Um, we've got an amazing, we have, I mean, Canyon City has an amazing river. Uh, the Arkansas River that flows through our town uh, has whitewater rafting and we go paddle boarding and tubing and all kinds of stuff. It's warming up and we're getting pumped for that. Um, and that was kind of a, a bonus of the life that God called us to here. We moved here about four and a half years ago. Um, all, it'll be eight years, I think, in August. And so we moved here. And the reason we moved here um, was to help further what God's doing in churches. And so we were, we were here. We've been ministering for a while. 
then God, we felt like he called us to start a new church in Canyon. There are some great churches that are here and we, we love kind of partnering with them and in, in the city. Uh, but kind of what God's called us to do has been a little bit different. And the people that are here, when, when we moved, because I, I grew up in Midwest. So I grew up in Wichita, Kansas. Um, I pastored and went to college in Springfield, Missouri. So that, you know, kind of Kansas, Missouri aspect is, is where I grew up at. And so when we began to seek God for the next mission he was going to send us on when we were in Wichita, we began to go, God, if, uh, if we're going to move from our, our home area, that we, we'd love to move somewhere that's really far from you, um, where people kind of growing up in the Midwest, a lot of people are Christian by default, right? Like yeah. they go to church because grandma went to church or great grandma went to church. Um, we wanted to go somewhere that people are really far from God. And that was, that was here. Um, with that being said, I mean, in Colorado, just under 10% of the entire population claims Jesus as savior. Wow. So that's a, a really low demographic in comparison to where I was in Kansas, which was like 45%. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are some of the, the reasons that we really felt him pushing us, us to you know, farther West. The mountain West region is a, is a whole different animal. And I don't even think we realized how different of, of an animal it was until we got here and, you know, started meeting people um, and kind of being in the community and, and seeing um, apothecaries everywhere, um, which if that was a whole new concept to me, <laughs> uh, if you've never heard of an apothecary, it's actually like a, like a, a witch store for lack of a better term, like the easiest way to explain it. It's where um, witches go to and, and spirit, they'll call themselves spiritual people, right? It's where they go to get the ingredients for their spells and their oils and the things that they do. And you start seeing some of this openness that we had an experience growing up in Kansas. Um, yeah. You, so that, you really, some of really we saw. lived out that you're not in Kansas anymore. Didn't you? <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, we even have a little gray dog like Toto. So it, it's perfect. <laughs> so tell me about the population of Canyon city. Cause I said, you, you said rural community and uh, yeah. I, I love rural ministry. It's kind of what I, what I grew up in, what I do now. Um, but uh, for you guys, what is what does that look like? Canyon City runs about what population wise? So Canyon City is a little larger in my in my thought process on the rural side. Uh, we have about sixteen thousand people within the city limits, sure, or, or within you know within our city and a couple and a couple of the towns that are real close. Um, so it's not really big. It lives bigger than it is because of because of the tourism. Right. So we are a tourist city, like I said, with the gorge and the river and all the stuff that comes through here. So we live a little bit bigger than that. But when you know rubber meets the road, we're only about 16,000 people in the city. Now in the county, it's a little bit bigger than that. We're kind of the county hub for you know, Fremont that we live in. Uh, there's about 40,000 people or so in the county. And that's if you don't include the prisons. So right. a little thing about Canyon that makes it a really super interesting demographic is the number one employer for our city is the prison system. And so we have this weird mix of loads of prison guards who deal with some darkness every day uh, that are in suffering and kind of in bondage, and they deal with some pretty bad people. And then on top of that, we have people that leave the prison system and they're on parole or they're somewhere and they can't leave just yet. And so we have this really weird mix demographically of um, ex-prisoners, criminals, and corrections officers all living in the same community. Uh, and so, but when I, and also when I say that we have prisons, 
I mean, we have 13 in our County. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, a that was, lot. Like that's I, can, the, I was going to have you clarify that because I know a lot of people would go, Oh, well there's a prison in our County too, but when yeah. there's 13 in your County, <laughs> that's a different yeah. level. I, I'm sitting in our church, my church office right now. And if I was to walk outside, if I could throw really hard, I can hit one with a rock. Um, yeah. there, it's really close, um, to where we are. And we have the, the worst of, of worst. We have, you know, small state prisons and small you know, County stuff. But on top of that, we have, um, the federal ADX supermax, which mm-hmm. is like where El Chapo, uh, is residing. And so all of like, we've got a lot of different things that you just, I had never dealt with before considering I'd never been anywhere where there was 13 prisons in the County. We drive by and uh, some of our famous landmarks right here. And there's a, there's a prison at the base of one of our most famous landmarks in the town, which is our Skyline drive. Uh, there, the prisons are everywhere here. It's different. Yeah. So then that's where, and then, so then why expedition? Why, you know, what, what was it yeah. that, you know, that's obviously something that as, as a church planner, I know we, we talk about, okay, Hey, look at demographics, look at, you know, these type of mm-hmm. things about where you want to go. But ultimately it's the call of God that says, Hey, this is, this is where I need you to be. I mean, it's almost that Macedonian call like Paul yeah. got where it was just like, Hey, I know you plan to go here, but I've got to work over here for you. And so with that, talk to me about what, what your heart for expedition church is. Uh, I've, I've heard it. I just want to make sure people know it because I yeah. think it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So I, we kind of, I kind of hinted at a little bit, our community, I mean, along with the prisons and all everything else, we live in an amazing area. Uh, there's so much adventure and excitement that live here. People come into our community. Um, with all, especially with a lot of, you know, remote jobs that are now. So there's, there's tons of people kind of fluxing into the community. And we saw a hole um, in church world here. Uh, we saw a, a lot of our culture is outdoor adventure based. And so people are, you know, whitewater rafting and mountain biking and rock climbing and, and several things that are just kind of outdoor adventure. And we saw this, this, this kind of spot opening up where, we thought we could, you know, we can really, as we're praying through and we're with God on this, that we can reach out to people who man, are, are far from God right here in this community by kind of leaning into this outdoor adventure culture. And so like our, our mission is, man, we want to help people. It, we exist to help people find this adventurous life that God created them to live um, and kind of be their spiritual base camp, which is common language for here. Right. Um, we want to be a spiritual base camp where they can explore faith and help them become fully devoted adventurers of God. That's that's kind of our, our mission statement that what we do. Um, and the, so that call began to reach out to the people who who are existing here um, on a on a different level in a different field. Some of the things that kind of came into play when we were asking God, you know, is it, are we going to be here in Kansas City? Or are we leaving Kansas City? Where are we where are we going? Um, we actually got a, an opportunity. And we're presented as as we were praying through planting uh, to plant with a, a building. And so we we have this amazing facility that we have. And one of the really cool features of that that helped, and it, this isn't like a, this is like, this is the, the best thing about it, but it's, it's, a, it's a massive thing that anchors this to my heart is um, as we were walking through this building um, in, in this church building that we, that we inherited from some, from a church that had closed its doors, there was a 25 foot climbing wall in the back, which yeah. really to us continued to, to anchor in that we were following what God wanted us to, to do. And we were where God wanted us to be. 
because not only is there a climbing wall, it's actually the only climbing wall in our county. Um, so it's the only place that people can be trained and developed um, into rock climbing and teach that from a level that's indoors and in a safe, controllable environment. Uh, there's, I mean, there's loads of natural rock climbing everywhere around here, and it's a, it's a hub for that. But this is, so we have people that we're getting ready to open it. Um, we're actually working with our rec center right now on opening the rock wall and they've been able to, to lead like rec center classes on climbing through this. But it, it, that's just one of those things that, that God um, used for my wife and I as an anchor point of like, no, this is, this is right where we're calling you to be. This is right where we want you to exist and, and, and to, to, to build and grow this church. And so that's, that's kind of some of, I mean, there's a short version of it as well. Sure, no, I, re but, you know. I remember Jennifer and I walking through the building before launch there and walking in, you know, yeah. just stage right or stage left of the stage, you walk in the back door and there's this 25 foot climbing wall with mm -hmm. access to the outside of the building. And so I uh, just thought that was really cool. And, and I love how fitting it is for what you're doing. Um, I think that when God calls us as church planners to an area, he, he births that in your heart. That, that mm -hmm. And I love your statement there about being on an expedition. We want to call you to this adventure that God has for you. Um, and yep. then, and, and what, what was the phrase, uh, exploring the faith? Is that right? Exploring yeah. the faith. And I think that is yeah. so critical because that, that actually plays into where I wanted to talk with you next about just that, that real difference between, like you mentioned growing up in the Midwest or, or for myself in, in Arkansas there in the, you know, the belt buckle of the Bible belt, which everybody I meet that lives in the Bible belt always says they live in the belt buckle of the Bible belt. So yeah. I don't know how that yeah. happens. I don't know how many buckles a belt has. Right. But there's a lot of them. There's a lot. But sometimes we come in with this idea that everybody knows this, mm -hmm. that everybody understands this. And I think the phrase yeah. that spoke loudest to me growing up was that we live in a culture here where I live that knows about Jesus, but they don't know mm -hmm. Jesus. And yeah. where you're at, you don't even have that. You have people mm -hmm. that maybe have heard that Jesus, they may know the name, yeah. but other than either hearing it in a song somewhere or hearing it in, you know, uh, in vain, they're, they're not thinking yep. anything about it. And so walk through that, that part of where you're giving people an opportunity to kind of explore their faith that that it's mm -hmm. you know we're we're getting ready to go into a series where I'm at called to my friends that left the faith where yeah. you're at you're dealing with people who know nothing about the faith yeah. in a lot of areas and or from a lot of yeah. people so so like walk through that how are you how are you doing that as far as giving people an opportunity to to explore this this faith yeah. question that they have Happens. That's a great question. There, I mean, there's a, I mean, pardon the pump. There, there's a mountain of difference sure. between grow, like people's preconceived knowledge of, of Jesus and, and God and, and the church um, growing up in Kansas versus what's, what's here. Um, a couple months ago, we, we, some part of the amazing part is we're, we're seeing people walk through our doors that really have never heard the, the salvation story, never really heard that. Yes, they've heard the name Jesus. Yes, they've heard God. But as far as like the mechanics of what that looks like and, and that Jesus was God and man come to earth, lived this sinless life, died the death, um, came back to prove that he beat death. This whole Easter story that we just celebrated 
we're seeing people come through our doors that have no idea about that. And kind of all over our website and all over most of the material that we put out is that that phrase you said, like, this is a place you can explore your faith. Uh, we mm -hmm. tell everybody all the time, like, you don't, you don't need a spiritual resume to come to church. Um, and so we're getting people that walk through these doors that, and we're kind of encountering them in coffee shops and just local places that we go um, that don't have a concept. Like I was able to walk through this lady um, that came to church a, a few months ago uh, and we're talking through it. And I'm like, Hey, you know, what, you know, what kind of what brought you here? And yeah, well, her, her husband wanted her to come to church. Um, and she said, you know, I, he believes this stuff, but I, I don't, I don't believe this. And she was actually, she's a witch. Um, she's a Wiccan. And she was a proud member of the, of the, of a local coven and the whole nine yards. And so we're able to, to kind of create a spot where she's like, can I be here? I'm like, of course you can be like, you're, you're completely welcome to explore what you believe or don't believe right here. And so, I mean, the long story short with, with her story is, I mean, a few weeks later, she came back um, and she's been back ever since, but she found Christ and she's walking with him now. And uh, we're seeing amazing things just by, just by literally verbalizing and just having the conversation of like, Oh yeah. Like you don't have to necessarily agree with everything we, we're doing right now, but, but come walk with us and see if this might be for you. And some of the things that we're saying here are like, you know, you, you may not fully agree with, with Jesus. You may not agree with our, our idea about the Bible, but the things that, that we're teaching are good life application anyway. So that's kind of paving the way, but what's been absolutely wild is the amount of people that we're encountering who, and in one way it's, it's actually, it's, it's just different than Bible Belt, like you were saying, where everybody has an idea. And it's almost like I remember being, you know, in the Bible Belt and, and it's almost like you have to talk somebody out of their lack of faith. Like they think they've, they know Jesus and because mom or dad or grandma took them to church when they were a kid, they've never owned that themselves. Here, it's, it's, it's just almost Damascus road moment for people where it just like slaps them in and they go, Oh my gosh, like their eyes light up and like everything changes in a moment. Um, but with that also comes a lot of times in back home in the Midwest, Christianity has this privileged seat in society where everybody looks to the, to churches, not all the time, but sure. they can look to churches for, for guidance and life and stability. Um, here, there's none of that. So we're, we're out there trying to earn the right to speak into someone's life um, because their, their default isn't to trust the church. The church is, is, for, is, for, your, is for you. Their, their, their automatic response a lot of times is the church isn't for us. The church is evil. The church in itself is abusive and has been this patriarchal society for a long time just trying to keep everybody down. And so we have this this different way of have of having to come up from the bottom. And sometimes it's nice because it's, it's easier to walk in. People are really crystal clear. Um, there's no, people don't, there's no like wondering where do they stand on church? They'll tell you right off the bat where they stand on church. I got a, a good, a good friend here uh, who's an atheist and like we go and have conversation and it's, and we go and have lunch and he'll always tell me like, dude, the, the, he's crystal clear on where he is. Um, then God's working on him, which is amazing. But people are like, there's, it's a stark difference. Um, they don't try, I guess they don't try to camouflage their belief system. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, we, we, when you go in and you plant, you're, you're already dealing from a, a, like you said, you know, not necessarily always coming from the bottom, 
but you're going to be, you're going to have to listen to a lot of different people's mm-hmm. ideas on God and what they believe and, and, and then walk them through that. Um, yep. And where we, probably myself, I got, I got to function from a lot different place than what you are, where I'm just really sorting through what they believe about Jesus Christ, not establishing what they believe yes. about Jesus Christ. You know, and yeah. I think that's, that's a, what a beautiful opportunity you know, because we talk about going in pioneering areas and, and you know, I think the word expedition uh, obviously fits that, that this is this is a journey, but it's also trailblazing where, you know, there's not paths where you're going right now for some of these people. And so what a beautiful thing that you and Amber get to do and, and the kids, you guys get to be a part of that. And so um, there's a lot of things that I know uh, I, I pray that through this, a lot of our churches get to know you guys a little bit more and they'll, they're going to reach out and, and check in on Expedition. And uh, from one yeah. church planner to another, uh, support Expedition in any way that they can, uh, whether that's bringing teams out to help out or, or financially supporting, but obviously praying for you guys and uh, what yeah. you're walking through because uh, it's a different monster to plant. It's you guys in a parachute type of drop setting where it's not like, you get to make the phone call and the General Baptist three blocks away can come help you with the outreach. You know, it's you guys being yeah. where you are. You know, I think uh, one of our other vice presidents uses the term hinterlands a lot, and, and that's kind of what it feels like for a lot of our folks. They're going, oh, way out in Colorado, and um, because we are pretty congested right in the middle. We're seeing some of that change, and we're thankful for that, yeah. church planning and different partnerships and and so I'm excited about what God's doing with you guys in Canyon City. Um, if I was gonna, if I was gonna come to you, Justin, and go, "Hey, man, what can General Baptist pray for Expedition Church about?" And, and I'm gonna let you just speak into that, whether that's uh, from Expedition standpoint, the church's standpoint, because obviously always churches have needs. But but I want to even just pray for, for for you, and 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 you tell us what can we pray about for the Banks family. Uh, because I know there's yeah. got to be some things that are there. So there, there is a lot. I mean, from from a church standpoint, from expedition um, leaders, we we need continual development of leaders. Um, we're seeing people coming to Christ, and so we're raising them up and developing them. But man, we need to produce them at a at a rate that we can't um, produce maturity, right? Yeah. And so the 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 right leaders. We're in the middle of building um, what we're calling. A lot of churches might call it their Know, their their leadership team or however they call it, we're calling it our guide team because it fits with expeditions and expeditions are on a guide, that that kind of a thing. But we're building that that guide team. So be in, in prayer for us as we're establishing what that looks like for our leaders. That you know a guide over our, our worship, a guide over our kids area, just these these different areas that help us shoulder some of that weight. Because as as church planners, it's 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 hard. Um, the 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 knee jerk reaction is to carry it all, and I I can't carry it all. And so developing leaders is our, our biggest thing right now. So pray pray for that. Um, pray that God continues to send people through the doors. We're we're blessed to see people finding Christ on a regular basis. Um, and we don't take that for granted, but we want to keep seeing it happen. So right. that people that are far from God would continue to, to explore their faith with us and explore what that means and um, pray for us. We've got our first baptism service coming up yeah. uh, on April 30th. And we've got six people signed up already. And I, I imagine we'll we'll see several more Kind of come through that. We just had an amazing Easter. Uh, as we, you know, just pray for us as we, as we follow up with people that we don't break the trust that we've earned yeah. um, in in the community. 
those are those are big things for us as a church as a family oh man i'll take all the prayer you can get um, i'm all about free prayer so any of it you yeah. want to give don't throw it this direction <laughs> bring it right um yeah all every ounce of it uh for uh, for myself um that i could continue to be the the dad and the husband that i should be um in the middle of pastoring because that's that's hard in a church plant world more than for in my experience anyway more than an established church world um those lines get blurred in my life um because we're just running and gunning all the time and i know that in same with established churches i've been there too and it's uh we all run and gun but in church planting it's just it's a different the different speed i guess uh, is the way to say that so that i can be that but i can continue to, to carve out the time that my family needs me um and not let church planting erode that uh, that that desperate time that they need to um, those are some of these for me personally. Uh, my kids, that they stay in, in high spirits, that they continue to to love the church. And we let them goof off and run around the church building and, and do things that pastors' kids do, running around and be in places. Because I want them to love, um, not only, uh, I don't want them just to love God and love Jesus and, and love the church, but like, love where we do church. Mm-hmm. So pray that they continue to to, to love what we're doing and where we're doing it and that we continue to man just do things that make them feel you know special and that they feel a part of what we're doing without being overwhelmed by what we're doing sure and then uh for my wife amber um about about a year a little over a year ago uh now my wife was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis so she's diagnosed with ms and that has been a crazy journey um, she got diagnosed right before we stepped out on faith and, and decided that, well, we knew we were going to plant this church right before we stepped out and, and did that and kind of stepped out on our own without the parachute, so to speak. Um, she got the official diagnosis of, of it, multiple sclerosis. And it's been a wild ride learning how to live with that. Um, the prayers would be specifically uh, for her health to stay solid. She just... I mean, literally within about a month, month and a half ago now, maybe a couple months ago, time's a blur, right? So um, they had to change her medication because her medication was actually damaging her immune system um, too much. And so her, her blood cell count was really low. And so they had to change everything on that. She got fairly sick with some stuff. Um, and then the risk of being incredibly sick is multiple sclerosis isn't like, it's a, it's a terrible thing. Um, but it's not, it's not fatal, but she does have, she is a carrier. A lot of people in the world are, are carriers for this one disease, um, called John Cunningham, JC. And, uh, it's no big deal because your immune system keeps it at bay and keeps it out of your mind. It's a lot more risky when it comes to someone with MS. Mm-hmm. So she's a carrier for this. And our prayer is that it doesn't progress any farther because that's what can be really, really dangerous for her. Sure. And then pray for her health on, on that front. She got started on new medication. Everything seems to be going well with that. But one of the things that multiple sclerosis does that is the enemy of the life that we live as church planting family is it can crush you fatigue wise. And so she can get super tired and day, some days it's just hard for her to get out of bed, hard for her to function. Um, and so she, that's just a hard moment for her and for our family. It puts a lot of added stress and a lot of added things that we didn't have to, the first time we planted a church, you know, a decade ago, we didn't have to, to fight that. That was a whole different battle. Um, and we didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. So prayers for her health wise um, would just be absolutely incredible because she's, 
and she is my right hand and I couldn't do half the stuff I do without Amber's, you know, her right beside me and her, her cheering me on and, and her leading our family um, in areas I can't sometimes. And that, that makes it really hard. Yeah. No, she's a rock star for sure. And uh, I know, uh, I know that's heavy on your guys' heart as we prayed about already together um, in the yeah. past, but uh, yep. just wanted to make people aware of how we can pray for you and, and especially yeah. how we can pray for expedition and, and what's going on there. Um, so I'm Justin and man, I appreciate you joining us so much and getting us just some starter information, some beginning information. Uh, let us know the website. If you don't mind, let us know the website or how people can find you either on social media or, or a website. So if they want to follow along with what's happening at expedition, they know how to get a hold of you. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to. I, I love connecting with you know, GB churches that kind of message me every once in a while or get my phone number from somebody and, and call or text. Um, our easiest way to get a hold of us is uh, our website or social media. Uh, our website is itsanexpedition.com. And then all over social media, Facebook, everywhere else, Insta is also itsanexpedition um, everywhere for our social handles. Okay. So you can find us pretty easy. It's Exhibition Church in Canyon City, Colorado. And that's Canyon spelled like a gun cannon. So C-A-N-O-N. We just call it Canyon because we don't know how to speak sometimes. Right. It's got that little accent mark above the O <laughs> or the, the N. Yeah. Uh, so above the N. Above so the N. It's actually Canyon, which is weird. But anyway. Yeah. yeah I'm not so saying Canyon City. So <laughs> yeah, we don't either. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Um, but yeah, folks, just if you don't mind, uh, appreciate you listening. Justin, appreciate you being with us. I'm going to pray for you as we close out today. Yes, and again, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us and uh, be one of our churches. You know, uh, we tell Absolutely. people, and one of the things that we share is that we're for the church, whether they've been planted or they've been around for a hundred years. Uh, we want to be for them and for the pastors and for their team. You know, I know you've got some people walking alongside you with Brandon and, and some of those guys. And so, uh, man, we're for you out there. I'm, I'm for Colorado. I'm for uh, Expedition Church. And, and more importantly, I'm for Justin and Amber. And so let me pray for you, buddy, and uh, we'll let you out of here. Father, we love you. And Jesus, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy and for your love. And God, I just pray for, uh, first of all, God, I pray for Expedition Church, that you would bless it with, uh, Lord, a harvest. God, there are people there that don't know you, that are unfamiliar with your name. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would, uh, that that Expedition would would do a proper job, God, uh, of making your name famous. And not just famous, but known to people down in their hearts in their minds and their souls, God, that there would be life change that happens there. So, Lord, whatever the church needs, uh, if that's leaders, I pray even now somebody listening, God, that there'd be somebody sitting there staring at their wife going, we've got to go to Colorado and I need to get a hold of this guy. Lord, I pray that happen because you can build people or people can get saved quickly. It's a miraculous thing, but maturity takes time. And Justin needs leaders. He needs people alongside him, carrying the weight with him and Amber. And so, Lord, we pray specifically that you'd send that. God, I pray for their family. I pray for the kids that, uh, uh, Lord, we just pray that they would continue to love Jesus and continue to love the local church. And, Lord, that you would keep that passion in their minds and their hearts. Uh, Lord, I pray for Amber. God, as she is walking through uh, just the physical trials of this, but also just the trials of being in a church plant and managing um, all the fronts that come with planting a church. It's being all things to all people, 
at all times. And so, Lord, I pray for her and Justin as they walk through this. I pray for both of their, their health, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, God, that your spirit would move in a mighty way, that you'd give them rest when it's needed, you'd give them strength when they call upon it, God, and you'd give them favor like only you can do. And God, we'll ask you to do these things, and we'll ask that in the mighty name of Jesus, and we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, buddy, I love you. I'm praying for you. And uh, for those of you that listen today, thank you so much for joining us on uh, Doing Together. And we can't wait to hear from you next time. Thank you for joining us this week on the Doing Together podcast. I'd like to thank Pastor Vince and Pastor Justin for sharing with us. Church planting is vital to the future of the Universal Church and for General Baptist Ministries. Perhaps today you are listening and feel called to plant a church or that you could see yourself doing this one day. I'd like to encourage you to talk to your pastor or a local mentor. Also, you can reach out to Pastor Vince at vince.daniel at generalbaptist.com or visit generalbaptist.com to learn more about potential next steps. If you haven't already done so, I'd like to invite you to subscribe on the podcast or whatever platform you're using to access our content. And please leave us a review. Thanks for joining us and we will see you next time on the Doing Together podcast.